Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello, moms. My name is Casey Ladd, and I am really excited and really thankful to come around God's Word with you today. These are little podcasts we've been calling Casey's Little Devos, and um, it's just really fun and really special for me to share with you just a nugget that God has put on my heart. And I do want to go straight into His Word today because that's really where I'm at with God, is really needing to hear from Him in His living and active Word. So first, let's pray together. Um, God, I, I love you so much, and um, and I, I thank you that I can come to you and I can come with my sisters here um, straight to your word and say, can you help me? Can you help me see? Can you help me know? Can you help me understand? And that you always say yes. So um, we are here for your yes today, Lord. We come to your feet and we honor you and we uh, just want to become students of your word. And we're so thankful that um, we also get to be daughters of the King. So we love you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so if you have been in the church world or around the Bible a lot, you may have heard kind of the, um, it almost is like a catchphrase, but it's a Bible verse about um, God giving you the desires of your heart. And I feel like I have gotten tripped up on this verse a few times before, and I'm going to read it to you first. It's Psalm 34, verses 4 through 5, and it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And um, so, like I said, I'm Casey, and my husband and I, my husband is Chris, and we live in Cape Town, South Africa. We have been missionaries here for many, many years. And through our journey with missions, we have um, been encountered some really, really hard spaces, just like you have, I'm sure, um, in your life. And um, and we've prayed, and we've prayed, and we've asked God, and we've desired things, and we've desired really, really good things. And I think a lot of us um, have desired really good things. You know, um, you may desire to have a another child. You may desire for your wayward child to return to God. You may desire um, for your husband to turn to Christ. You may, you know, there, there are so many good desires that are in line with God's heart. And I have, over the years, I have prayed and fasted and worshiped and turned to God again and again and begged. And I've been so sure that God would say yes, because I was asking for godly things. And moms, I would just want to be brutally honest with you and tell you that many of the things that I've prayed for haven't come to pass and and won't. It's, it's a different season of life now and, and things have changed. And so um, I've, I've gotten really tangled up in this verse before about God giving you the desires of your heart. And so what I did um, this week was I... I really dug into that verse because this is this I'm in a season now again where I'm praying for something that's good, something that God likes. I could find scriptures about it in the Bible, but I don't know if in this season of my life if it's going to be a yes. 
And I don't know if you have been there before in a season of life where you're asking for a good thing and why wouldn't it be a yes? And so I am not God and I'm not here to try to answer why he won't say yes or what is happening in your life or what is happening in the supernatural in the, in the heavenly realm. But what I do want to tell you moms is that God does care for the desires of your heart. God God cares for you so much that he sent his son to die for you. So we know that he cares for the desires of our heart. So I think that his word, when we go to his word and say, okay, God, show us that he will reveal more of his heart for us. So I'm going to break down this Bible verse with you line by line. I I broke it down um, in my own studies in a commentary. I use a website and an app on my phone called Enduring Word. And it's really cool because you can go to any verse of the Bible and it gives you kind of a compilation of different um, theologians and different quotes and things like that, different commentaries, and kind of gives you a really easy to understand summary. So some of this will be bits and pieces from that, but it's a really cool tool for you to use when you study your Bible. Um, So the first line of Psalm 34 verses four and five is trust in the Lord and do good. And the commentary said, instead of worrying and envying David, who wrote this psalm, David counseled the man or woman of God to simply trust God and do good for his glory. And that sounds very, very simple. And it's not so simple to do. But in my spirit this week, I've just felt this push of God saying like, okay, onward and upward, Casey, just go. And I know, and it's very important for, it's been very important for me, and I want to speak into it to you too, that there really is a time for healing moms. If you've gone through extreme loss or pain or hurt in your lifetime, um, there is a time to stop and to heal and to grieve and even to go down into the depths of the hurt to clear it out and, and let it, let it breathe, let it heal. Um, but then there's a time to get up and go. Ecclesiastes 3, uh, I'm going to read you little bits and pieces of the chapter, says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. And I can so easily, if I can just be honest with you here, my friends, I can so easily get caught up on that thing that I'm asking God for, that thing that didn't happen, or I'm waiting on this one thing. Why didn't it happen? Um, Or even almost feeling sorry for myself or identifying myself with a certain loss or lack. And I really feel like God spoke to me through this one line of his verse saying, trust in the Lord and do good. And it was just do good, Casey, just do good. And it's not because you have to earn anything or undo anything or become something, but it's because that God made you good and he wants you to do good because you were made to do good. And sometimes it's just good for us to do good. And and that's a really vague term, do good. It's very undefined, but it, it, I mean, it, it can mean love your husband really well or love your child really well or take care of your body, or take care of your home, or or do something good. 
and it, and it could be just sending a friend a text message, but doing something good can often help us trust in the Lord because we are becoming more like the Lord when we do something good because what he did for us on that cross and every day, every moment since then is to work all things out for our good. So the next line of the Psalm says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. So the commentary says that David encourages us to leave aside worry and envy and just simply enjoy the blessings God gives. He provided Israel a land to enjoy and his faithfulness was like food for them every day. And it it is something so powerful to hear hear this to hear David and hear the psalmist say dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. When when I feel unrooted and like I don't have anything to satisfy. You know that feeling of being unsatisfied. Sometimes that feeling leads me straight to the kitchen to like to find some some food or some chocolate or something to eat to make me I just seek satisfaction. I seek that full feeling. And it comes in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Um but God says feed on my faithfulness. And I thought this passage from Psalm 50. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation of the Bible, but it's a few verses from Psalm 50. I thought this was a really cool thing to hear from God. It says, God's glory light shines out of the Zion realm with the radiance of perfect beauty. Do I need your young bulls or goats from your fields as if I were hungry? Every animal of field and forest belongs to me, the creator. I know every movement of the birds in the sky and every animal of the field is in my thoughts. The entire world and everything it contains is mine. If I were hungry, do you think I would tell you? For all that I have created, the fullness of the earth is mine. Am I fed by your sacrifices? Of course not. Why don't you bring me the sacrifices I desire? Bring me your true and sincere thanks and show your gratitude by keeping your promise to me, the Most High. Honor me by trusting me in your day of trouble. Cry aloud to me and I will be there to rescue you. So God says, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. Moms, I have enough. Feed on what I have. God says, I am the I am. Feed on that. I don't need You, God says to you, I don't need you to make me full. I am full and I want to fill you. Just come here, just grazing on my land. Not, you don't have to go to the kitchen or to the internet or to um, somebody, some type of relationship or whatever it is that you might be tempted to turn to. Feed on God and his faithfulness because he has more than enough. And and he says, be thankful in it. Give me sincere gratitude. He asks, and he says, trust me with your trouble. Cry aloud to me. So our God is saying, all I want to do is fill you. And all I want you to do is be thankful. And then trust me when it gets hard, trust me when it hurts, cry to me. So, and I will come rescue you. Our God is so faithful. He wants us to dwell in his land and feed on his faithfulness. So we are in safe pasture. He says, do good and feed on my faithfulness. So when you go, when you trust in the Lord and you do good, mom, when we do good, it's not 
for the glory to get glory from other people. It's not for approval. It's not for the world because we are feeding on God's faithfulness. The next line says, delight yourself also in the Lord. So I thought, well, how do I delight myself in the Lord? This is, this seems so, um, so like holy to me, like such a holy language. I don't know what to do with it. I don't understand it. So I looked into this commentary, into enduring word, like I told you about, and it has some really, um, some cool kind of a bullet points of how to delight in the Lord. Very helpful. So there's a, a story in Acts 16 about Paul and Silas going to prison. And this is about, and you can find in Acts 16 around verse 25. But um, one theologian references that story. And when the question is, how do I delight myself in the Lord? And this theologian said it includes a deliberate redirection of one's emotions, such as Paul and Silas in prison, singing as well as praying. So one way we delight ourselves in the Lord is really intentionally taking charge of our emotion, which is not always easy, but it is very, very possible. Um, Another answer to how do I delight myself in the Lord is expect all thy happiness from him and seek it in him. So I think there's something really powerful to that. First, we have to expect that our happiness is in God and then look for it. And God's word says, seek me and you shall find me. If we know that God is the one that will be our delight, we will find our delight. Another theologian answered, we cannot delight without effort. We must withdraw our eager desires from the things of the earth, fastening and fixing them on him. So that's another part to it, moms, is taking away our desires for the things of the earth and putting them on to God. And maybe that can be really practical, writing yourself notes around the house or turning off the kind of shows that you like may like to watch or the kind of music you like to listen to and turning on Christian content or spending the time reading your Bible or listening to worship music or something else instead. Um, you can pray and ask God, what is it that I can withdraw? What do I need to, what am I desiring now? And how do I, if that's from the earth, if that's a worldly desire, instead of desiring God, what do I do to withdraw from it? And Charles Spurgeon, a very brilliant theologian, answered um, in a really kind of deep and interesting way. It says, in a certain sense, this is asking, how do I delight myself in the Lord? He says, in a certain sense, imitate the wicked. They delight in their portion. Take care to delight in yours. And so far from envying, you will pity them. So this is saying the wicked or those who are not delighting in the Lord take delight in their portion. They delight in what they have. But my sister, God is our portion. And if you and I are very careful to delight in what we have, that is the Holy Spirit, the full power of God living and active in us, the unlimited power of Christ to walk through us with through every hard circumstance every high and every low, then that's where our delight really is. So moms, I'm wondering what delights you and, and why? Um, and, and how did you get to that point of delight? You know, so maybe if your kids delight you, 
I think you probably started delighting in them. Well, from the time they were in your womb, if you carried them in your womb or at birth or when you first met them, if it was adopted. But we learn to delight more and more in our children because we spend lots of time with them. We give them lots of effort and invest ourselves. in. Or maybe you think when I ask what delights you, you think about having personal time, um, going shopping by yourself or getting a manicure or just getting to take a nap or, or something. Maybe it's time alone because maybe it's because it makes you feel restored and it gives you a sense of satisfaction. But our God has so much more than that. Those delights are good things and they are from God. But I really believe that we're going to find more delight than we've ever known when we put our time and our effort and our investment and our satisfaction or, or whatever it is the, it, that helps you kind of form your delight, whatever it is, whatever that factor is that makes you delight when we turn that to God. So when we give him more of our time and more of our effort, when we turn to him for our satisfaction, he's the one who made all of the really good things and really good people we delight in. But what if we learned how to delight in him first? Because we exist to be God's delight and to delight in him. That is what literally what he created the human race for. And if you think about that, that's very big. That is a huge honor. So when we, when you and I are walking in relationship with God, it's a guarantee that we will be delighted because his word says that he's working it out, all things for our good. So moms, if you don't know how to delight in God, just ask him to help you pray and ask God to help you. I actually did that very thing this morning um, because I can sense for me and my life that there's there's so much more. I think there's so much more of God um, for me that I'm not even accessing. And and I get up in the morning and I have the quiet time, but I'm really, really tired and I can easily get distracted. So I just ask God, will you help me get really passionate about your word, God? Because I'm struggling with it now. And I ask God, um, will you help me to, to worship, to remember, will you help me to remember to be thankful? Will you help me to Turn on a worship music and and not just play it, because I, I do play worship music, but connect to it and really put my heart in it. So um, so that's you can just ask him to help you, and he is so happy to do that. And then finally, the line of ask or and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That's the line, moms. And our commentary says, the one who truly delights in the Lord will find his heart and desires changed, steadily aligning with God's own good desires for his life. Thus, we see that finding delight in God is a key to a happy and satisfied life. And that is the big one. That is the one that I actually have just started praying and asking God to help me with. Um, Help me, God, to delight in in you. Because when we are delighting in God, that's what it says. When we delight in God, he shall give you the desires of your heart. But the truest truth, moms, is that when we delight in God, the desires of our hearts transform into the same desires as God's heart. And this, um, I'm going to read one more thing from the commentary of Enduring Word that I read this morning, because this was very powerful to me. 
One common, uh, one theologian said it is possible for your desires to be clouded by sin or selfishness. Yet, even when so clouded, there is almost always a godly root to the desires that is entirely in the will of God. So this morning, I asked God to show me the root of my desires. So one of the big areas that I am praying to is I have such a deep desire in my heart to have another child. Um, But we have three already, and my husband especially feels like it's not it's not the right season for us that we, we shouldn't have more, um, for a lot of different, very valid reasons, but I have this deep desire. And so today I asked God, I've agreed with my husband. We are in agreement. Um, I I'm happy to submit to him, but it doesn't change the desire of my heart. And, and I know that it is a good desire and I can find lots of scripture to show you that children are a blessing from the Lord. Um, but it's not, it's not a yes for our family. So I asked God to show me the root of my desires and it was building up a strong family that builds God's kingdom. That is a good desire. And it was very, very helpful for me to identify that root desire. Um, because then I can focus on that and I could share that part with my husband and he, and he didn't feel pressured or like I was nagging him or trying to get my way. But when we go back to the root of our desires and we are connected, we are dwelling in the land and feasting on his faithfulness. We always get led back to God, back to his order and his glory. And this scripture, um, the last thing from this commentary is one theologian says, Most of all, it shows that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us our delight. This is so powerful. I'm going to read it again. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us our delight. If he is our delight, he gives us more of himself. Longing fixed on hymns fulfill themselves. So it's almost like moms, this is the secret to success, if you will. This is the secret to a full, rich, satisfied life. This is a secret to getting the desires of your heart. If you delight yourselves in the Lord, he gives you his delight. If you desire God, it's a guarantee that God's going to give himself to you. That's all that he wants. So I think it's so powerful and so valid to say, God, will you help me? desire you more? Will you help me put you on the throne of my life and let you be my number one source of delight and my number one source of desire? And there will be lots of other good things that may or may not happen. But if God is our true desire and our true delight, then we get the desires of our hearts and we are feasting on his faithfulness and we are full. And, and God has that for us. God promises. Jesus spoke to us about living an abundant life right here and right now. And that abundant life is living in Christ. And so this is not at all to, to take away from uh, those of us who are living with extreme loss or living in a very, very hard season of life. It's not to say, oh, we'll just ask God to delight you and you'll be happy and everything will be fine. But it is to say that 
in the places where it feels like there's no hope or it feels like there's no yes, there's always going to be a yes in Jesus. Jesus will always draw near to you when you draw near to him. And you don't have to know how. You don't have to know anything, but all you have to know how to do is speak his name out. Moms, if you can speak the name of Jesus, Jesus is there for you. And if you can't do it, I can do it for you. So I want to pray with you. And I want to just remind you that our God is such a loving, caring God. And he does care for the desires of your heart. He wants to be the primary desire of your heart because he wants you to always be satisfied. And he wants to unlock unlimited good things for you. So he is always, always beckoning you, always finding a way to work things out for your good and always just hoping that you will call out his name because he is ready to rush to you with an unlock his presence. So I'm going to pray for you now. And, um, and just believing that, um, that God has something really great for you today, moms. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for what you did for us and that you are so available to us. Um, thank you that your word is so living and active and we can seek you and we can find you in it. And Jesus, um, I, I pray now for myself and for the mom who's listening that you would show us how to delight in you. You would show us what does it really mean to trust you and to do good? What does it really mean to dwell in your land, in your pasture, and to feed on your faithfulness? What does it mean, God? How do we delight in you? And how do we make you the desire of our heart? God, I pray that you would help all of us, uh, me and the mom who's listening today, to desire you more. I pray that you would show us how to delight in you. I pray that you would give us a passion for your word, a passion to worship, and that you would give us um, the ability um, and the eyes and the ears to hear your voice and to see you, God. Um, I pray for um, those who are suffering or feel very far from you or feel like life has really gone down an unexpected path. And I pray that you would comfort that mom, that you would bring her peace and that you would bring her people, that you would bring her a new fresh breath of air today. I pray that you would be with every mom who's listening as she goes about her day today and that you would bless her and that you would keep her and that you would make your face to shine upon her and be gracious unto her. We love you, God, and we're so thankful for you. And it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.